someone else at the bus stop that was saying, why don't, why don't you guys talk to them about Jesus? And we thought he said it kind of in like a derogatory way. And, but he actually wanted to hear us talk about Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. so did these three other people at the bus stop wanted to hear us talk about Jesus. And so at one point we're talking about like, how has Jesus affected our lives and our hearts? And all of a sudden, there's like 15 people around us. What? People of Christ and Sea, people of every everywhere around the world. This is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. Let's talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little. Yeah. Bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, "Hey, that is a good person." A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. With you again today is Blake and... Hey everyone, it's Shayla. Today, we have our Lincoln, Nebraska crew and with us... GBR, is, let's go! GBR, <laughs> a lot of Nebraskans in this room and one of our faithful <laughs> Nebraskans who you've heard from before is Mr. Chaz. Chaz? Hello everyone. Thank you guys for welcoming us here today to actually talk about Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep, we've God's been waiting country. for our Nebraska podcast for years. And then <laughs> with us also is Sophia. Hello. I'm wearing my Nebraska shirt today because I think that I am now an honorary Nebraska. I think really? you are too. Wow. When you think of homelessness, almost no one in their right mind would think of Lincoln as a place that needs this. Yet, we know that we go to places to live out our mission, right? To serve the poor, not always the chronically homeless. There's a few you encountered, but tell us a little bit, what did ministry look like in Lincoln? Yeah, ministry looked a lot different than it does here in Denver. I mean, like you said, just the sheer number of homeless on the streets in Lincoln is a lot less than we have here. Uh, So we only had one crew going out and walking the streets. So it's like the downtown area of Lincoln, it's called O Street. It's where all the restaurants are. It's kind of close to University of Nebraska-Lincoln campus. And we would meet a lot of people there who were flying signs or Mm -hmm. going to the bus stop, trying to get to other places, like trying to accomplish other tasks for their day. We also did ministry at what's called Matt Talbot Kitchen and Outreach. And it is kind of like the comprehensive, all-inclusive place for resources in Lincoln. Um, so yeah. you can get two hot meals a day there. There's Wi-Fi, there's laundry, there are showers, there are AA meetings, there are people who can hook you up with resources and housing. And so for us, like we realized a lot of the people who are homeless in Lincoln are passing through Matt Talbot at some yeah. point in their day mm. in their week. So there's also a pretty large shelter there in Lincoln called People City Mission. Most everybody we met who was homeless actually lived in the shelter and would make their mm. way over to Matt Talbot during the day. Gotcha. So you had a team going to Matt Talbot? We did, yeah. Did you have two teams? Yes. We also had a couple other people walk with us. We had some Marion sisters walk with us one day. Oh, shout and out to the Marion sisters. Shout out to the yeah, Marion sisters. Tell us, Marian. tell us how that went. They actually brought so much joy to the streets and they were very natural yeah. about encountering people in their own like situations and just meeting people where they're at. And I'll never forget this one incredible story that I was able to witness with two of the sisters was at one of the bus stops in Lincoln. There was this refugee family. I can't remember the country they are from in Africa, but they 
who just came to Lincoln like a week before. Mm-hmm. They were kind of getting some of their situations figured out with Catholic social services. A little background. Lincoln has a lot of refugees, a lot of refugee care. They were a, a big player in the Afghan yeah. mm-hmm. um, immigration after... I'm trying. Now I think they've helped like over 100 people from Af- Afghanistan, if I, I remember I mean, right. there was a woman that we met who was helped 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, so there been, been a huge refugee point, which is yeah, one of the yeah. reasons we went there. Chaz, sorry to interrupt your story. So you're oh, on the streets. Good. We can come back to that later if we need to. <laughs> yeah. The, this family, though, they didn't have any like the, the little girls. It was like three girls and their parents, and they're waiting for their mom to come back from getting off work. And the sisters just started like talking to the girls and the girls were like, I don't know about this, but the dad was like encouraging it. And then we had someone else at the bus stop that was saying, why don't, why don't you guys talk to them about Jesus? And we thought he said it kind of in like a derogatory way. And, but he actually wanted to hear us talk about Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. so did these three other people at the bus stop wanted to hear us talk about Jesus. And so at one point, we're talking about like how has Jesus affected our lives and our hearts. And all of a sudden there's like 15 people around us listening, (laughs) listening to me and two sisters talk about our experience of the way Jesus has affected our hearts and how he continues (laughs) to bring us on this journey. And I got like a picture of it. I'll have to send it to you guys, but it was one of the most beautiful moments I've ever had on the streets because I never thought like, it had that weird feeling of like street evangelization, but it also yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't because it was just a space for us to just talk about like, what has Jesus done in our lives? But then all of our friends at the bus stop also started talking about like how he's healed some people's backs and just giving them the gift to be able to walk to the bus stop. Wow. And like just those moments of like witnessing other people's relationships with our mm-hmm. Lord is a gift that like I never thought I would witness in that way. Like you don't really plan those. No, things. you did not go out with a sign saying, let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It, that makes it so much better. Yeah. It was, wow. It was a gift. Also, that was one of the best gifts on the streets. I was going to say so cool that like when they're like, talk about Jesus, like you give testimony. Cause I think that is just like such a powerful way to say, Hey, like this is how Jesus has worked in my life. And like, this is how I, like my personal experience, my personal testimony, your story is so powerful. And people will remember that. Oh yeah. That's, that's amazing that you go, you went right to to testimony. I would have loved to like hear a recording of like what you and the sisters had to say. It was, it was just cool to see how the sisters like related that relationship that they like, that they're called to have that, that depth being called to religious life with our Lord. And so seeing the, seeing those guys on the streets actually like bring this up was a gift. And then also just hearing their little ways and their beautiful ways of like these miracles that have been, happening in their life since either getting out of their situation on the streets or since being on the streets. Yeah. I, in the example, the sisters gave. Yeah. Right. Like, cause they were (laughs) habited. They are on the streets. Like Mm -hmm. you can't miss them. You know, it's like, (laughs) you can't. We're used to it around here in our hallways, but there it's like, yeah, you, they're not blending in. You know, (laughs) do you think the people around that were listening, like how were they affected? I mean, just just their demeanor, like everyone became more relaxed and everyone was beginning to smile. I think some people might have missed their bus like that came by because of like this conversation. And there was tears in many people's eyes around us because of what we were able to talk with. And even a guy who didn't seem like he was open to the conversation at all, like sitting on the edge of the bench, 
he walked away, came back, and he talked to us and the sister, talked to me and the sisters about just his own life situation, how he feels like he's pretty much, he's nothing and he doesn't deserve anything good. Mm-hmm. And going through this own cycle of not having wow. any family and the sisters and I were able to pray with him. Wow. And just like invite the Lord into that nothingness that he believes he has in his own life. Mm. Wow. So it, I, like I said, I never thought I was like, I, am I in heaven right now? Like, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> Sophia, do you have any like stories that you would want to share from ministry? Um, so I spent a lot of time at Matt Talbot and there was one day, it was like our last day of ministry. And I'm sitting at a table with a woman who has like a nine month old baby and we're just talking and this baby is adorable. And there's a woman at the table across from us. And she sees my shirt and it says Christ in the city. Mm. And she goes, oh my gosh, Christ in the city. And I was like, yeah, do you know us? And she's like, Christ in the city in Denver. What? And I was what? like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, I know you guys. Like, I know Helen. I know Kate. Wait, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know Helen and Kate? They're and missionaries I, this year. Yeah. And so I, I like excused myself from this conversation <laughs> with the woman and the baby. And I went over to her and I was like, are you from Denver? Like, how do you, how do you know them? Like, did you go to the shelters? Because Helen and Kate and Maddie would go to the shelters for night ministry. She's like, yeah, like I'm friends with them. Like I would go to their Wednesday night, like activities every single week when I was at the shelter and I moved out here to Lincoln, um, like in April and like my my jaw was just on the floor. Wow. And I was like, you know, like the people that I live, like people that I serve with, you know, the people that I love. And so I was like, do you want to send a picture to them? And so we sent a (laughs) selfie to to Helen and Kate. And then Helen called us like a couple minutes later and they were able to connect. And, um, the woman, her name is KK. She told me the story of like how she ended up in Lincoln because I'm like, how, well, no, I'm like, how do you end people, up there? Yeah, exactly, people a, just don't end up in Lincoln. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not, it's not New York City or LA. No, no. Or even uh, Denver. Or like Denver. People are traveling through. Yeah. Exactly. And so what I gathered together from what KK told me and then what Helen and Kate told me uh, later when we got back was uh, KK had a baby in April and her baby passed away. Yeah. Like very, very, like a couple days after the birth. And so Helen and Kate and some other ladies from... Grayson City were going to go to the funeral and they like couldn't find KK. They didn't know where she was. And so they didn't actually end up going to this funeral. And it turns out that it's because KK left and went to Lincoln. And wow. I guess that she has like family or connections here in Lincoln, wow. like trying to reconnect with people. But for her to like look at my shirt and recognize the name and Man. like have been encountered in Denver and again be encountered in Lincoln, it's like. It is such a small world, but like his, like we are his missionaries and he sends us to places to encounter the people that he wants us to. Like it's nothing more than his mission. Wow. And I was, yeah, just floored. I mean, that's like not only crazy for you, but also for her. Yeah. Like twice in two different areas of her life. Like she comes across Christ in the city missionaries. Exactly. And it's, it's not like she just recognized the name of Christ in the city. Like she had a relationship with yeah, yeah. Helen and Kate and um, you know how Helen's just like goofy and funny. And, and I'm like, yeah, Helen's just a goofball. And she goes, oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on right now? Wow. Like a piece of home in a way yeah. of like people who knew her and returned to her week after week here in Denver. Mm-hmm. And she's meeting like sort of the same love and same mercy through us and Lincoln. 
Yeah. Man. Very providential. Very providential. When I met with you guys earlier, you talked about, you know, it's like, yes, the poverty doesn't look the same, but the loneliness, what, what was the, what was the poverty of loneliness like there compared to Denver? I think I saw just a lot more isolation, like, in Denver, there are, like, communities and, like, pockets of people who, like, they kind of have their similar beats and, like, they'll go to the same places and form little communities. And in Lincoln, I, I didn't see that. And it might just be evidence of, yeah, there aren't a ton of people on the streets to begin with. Or these are people who are, like, truly, like, self-isolating themselves. And I went over to People City Mission one of the first days to talk to the folks who run it and ask, like, okay, where where are people hanging out at? Like where should we go to do ministry? And they explained like downtown and like down by the Creek a little bit. And they're like, yeah, there's some open fields like out outside of town a little bit. And there are some encampments out there, but they don't want to be visited. Like there are sort of booby traps set up Mm. on the field out there and they very clearly don't want to be encountered. Mm. And so the gentleman who was talking to us, he was like, I would not recommend going out there, at least not now. Mm. and just this very stark contrast between denver and lincoln of like people really separating themselves from others yeah whereas you know i go on my street route and like everybody knows each other who's homeless and living on the streets there Mm. that's sad yeah it was very sad and yeah just like hearing about people city mission and you know just the the environment that people are living in and isolation that occurs there while living amongst so many people like it's not that being around people will make you not feel lonely it's it's a very like interior Mm. thing Mm -hmm. yeah what were what was one of like the most shocking or surprising parts um about your time in lincoln Hmm. i think at least for me what was most shocking was how like at least honest people were on the streets about how lonely they actually are. Mm. Um, I think sometimes like here in Denver, a lot of our friends, like they won't always like express that right away, but the amount of people I actually ran into and they said, you guys maybe are the first people that have actually talked to me in a couple of weeks. Wow. <laughs> like it just like, it amazed me. And one guy like, it was really apparent, like, I invited him to come to Runza with us on the Feast of the Ascension. Might as well. Obviously. <laughs> and uh, he actually asked for my phone number. Like, usually, like, whenever we're, like, looking to, like, help friends, hang out with them, do accompaniments, they want, like, we ask for their number. Or yeah, I've never really had, like, a friend ask, like, hey, like, I don't really have any good friends. Like, can we hang out sometime? Wow. <laughs> and... Like, just so there, there was that true honesty of, like, people at least expressing that they were lonely mm-hmm. or they would just do it in a different way of expressing that, well, I don't, I don't like these persons, so I'm just not going to talk to any of these people at Matt Talbot or mm-hmm. on the streets. Like, I'm not going to talk to anyone at the bus stops because there's just too much chaos going on. And it was just kind of sad in those ways. Of that. Like, I didn't think that's what, like, homeless ministry was going to be like in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And... The numbers as well. I think people, they said there's over like 200 people right now like that are homeless. And we definitely didn't see that while mm-hmm. we were there. So, Which, again, the isolation thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah. In, in Denver, we see the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in LA, you see the numbers and, you know. 
Yeah. Wow. Sophia, anything that was shocking or like stood out to you as surprising? Um, I think like, yeah, one small thing is I, I just noticed routine a lot in people. Like being at Matt Talbot, you see mm. the same people sitting at the same table, playing the same <laughs> card game, lining up for the meals at the same time. Huh. Like this, this couple was always the first in line for their meal. Um, and they just, they just had a routine. And I think that's something I don't really see in Denver, or at least I don't see on my route of like, knowing exactly what you're going to do the next moment like for me I see my friends constantly running around like oh I need to run down and get my mail or I need to go to 7-Eleven and pick up this and it, it was just pretty striking the difference of like they just seem like kind of content like playing cards together yeah um and that's probably like due to their living in the shelter and like they do have like a place to get food and um that sort of stability I think another thing that I was not expecting at all was the gift of this woman named Grandma Penelope. Good name. <laughs> she, That's a good she's name. She's a sweetheart. She is this adorable 77-year-old woman. She kind of reminds me from the grandma and up a little bit, just like oh, short yeah. and tiny and like, <clears throat> or um, the grandma in Coco, like Grandma yep. Coco, yeah. wrinkly, like, oh my goodness. She she was hanging at the at Matt Talbot and we come in and she starts talking to us and... um. We find out that she's like reading the Bible and she's like, she grew up in DC and she went to Georgetown Visitation, which is like, it's a super Catholic school um, in DC. And the next day we came up to her and she was like, it's the Annunciation Visitation and Birth of Our Lord. And she's like, what are the next two? And we're like, (laughs) (laughs) hi, Grandma Penelope. And so we would just talk about like the faith in Jesus and she would embolden us in our faith. And she was like, I want to come to mass with you guys. And so we brought her back to mass and she hadn't been in such a long time because the buses don't run on Sundays. So she can't get from the shelter to mass. And she just lived like in this, in this ecstasy of our Lord and like knowing that she was his beloved and wanting us to live into our own belovedness. And like she, she just kind of threw her hands up and she's like, I'll go wherever the Lord takes me. Wow. Yeah. Deep trust in the Lord. I um, would love for you guys to provide any piece of advice that you might have for fellow Lincolnites. How do you say it? However you'd like. Nebraskans. Um, Nebraskans. In the Lincoln area. If they were coming across someone who's homeless, maybe it's at a stoplight, they have 20 seconds. Um, kind of like what to say or how, how should they go about it? Maybe they're passing by someone you know, on the streets and they only have a couple minutes to share, but like any words of encouragement or what, what to say? Yeah. Um, I think I would encourage people just to like roll down their window. If they're at a stoplight, like look that person in the eye and ask for their name, um, ask how they're doing and maybe ask how they can pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have rejected it, but even just going out on a limb there and asking like, how can I pray for you Mm. if you only have a couple seconds or asking how they are doing, uh, giving them a water bottle or socks or, you know, always buying an extra Runza because (laughs) somebody (laughs) out on that median. No Uh, one's going to be mad about an extra Runza. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think Bishop Conley told us a quote that he heard once from Benedict Cruschel, the founder of the CFRs. And he said, to like remain in reality is to remain close to the poor. 
And I think sometimes like when we're in our cars and if like we have those moments to actually encounter someone in one way, shape or form in their brokenness will allow us to remain in reality. Because I think sometimes like if we just like look off to the left and kind of avoid it, there's like something that we're not really willing to look at, not only in the outside world, but maybe even in ourselves. To remain in reality is to remain close to the poor. Yeah. Man, it's just because the reality is everyone. Yep. Right? The reality is our good days and our bad days. It's the those in good times and in tough times. And mm-hmm. Remarkable. And Lincoln was blessed to have you both. I know that for sure. Yeah, such a, such a gift, right? These mm-hmm. expansion sites, it's an experiment. It's an exploration moment. And you definitely paved the way for, for next summer crew to kind of hit the ground running rather than hit the ground yeah. and look around and see where they should walk, you know? <laughs> Perfect. Yep. And today's podcast was sponsored by Runza. <laughs> yeah, today's Please. podcast sponsored by Runza, whether you like it cheesy or with that bacon, whatever you'd like. Runza, if you hear this, please send a hundred Runzas. Yeah, no kidding. Or give one to a friend on the street. Or give one to a friend on the street. Amen. Temperature Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners tuning in today. All of those Nebraska fans, GBR. GBR, baby. It's our year. It's our year this Man. year. Man. Spurs by 90? Always. By 90? Always. By well, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And to all those listening, roll down that window. All uh, right. And as Chaz quoted, Bishop Conley quoted Father Gershel. That's a good one right there. You know, to remain in reality is to remain close to the poor. Thank you all so much. And God bless you all. God bless. God thank bless. you. Thank you, guys. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons, would say, If I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless. College students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities. Seminarians in small groups across the country doing Christ in the City style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms, and do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.